This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, with your host, John Rush. And I am your host, John Rush, Rush to Reason, KLZ 560, Hour 2 is now upon us. Lee Borton's joining us now. Borton's, I should say, make sure I get the T in there correctly. Lee, welcome. How are you? Oh, I'm great. Thank you, John, for having me. No, thank you for joining us. You are the founder and chief visionary officer of Classical Conversations, which supports classical Christian homeschoolers in all 50 states and also 35 foreign countries. And one thing we're going to talk about today, which I think I'm going to get schooled on, because I'll give you sort of my background (laughs) and what I think on things here as we go through this, but universal education vouchers is not a winning policy, especially for the GOP. That's right. So um, we can't quite figure out how you defeat Marxism with more Marxism, socialism with more socialism. So the expansion of public government monies into the private sector would affect companies like me, mine, which is a private company, as well as the homeschooling um, families that work with us. And so we uh, are asking them to back off and reconsider their policies. Well, okay, so what do you say to, because I... I just so you know my background, I was raised in a home where my folks felt very strongly about, you know, education. I went to a Christian school. I did not go to public school from fourth grade on. My brother and sister never went to public school. My folks sacrificed and, and made that sacrifice. And back then, homeschooling really didn't even exist when I was a, a youngster. So that was sort of my upbringing. I sent all of my kids to Christian school as well. Uh, homeschooling was just getting popular really at that time. Could have done that, but no offense, Lee, I'm, I'm, that's, that's just not me. I know it's gotten much better even curriculum-wise, which we'll get into as well. But I am also a person that is a free market, open market guy. I've been a business person literally my entire life. I've been self-employed, and I believe competition breeds excellence. The public school system has no competition. So I've always been one to feel that if we had some sort of a voucher system whereby that money that goes with each kid could go to wherever the parent wanted to send them, whether it be homeschooling, Christian school, Catholic school, whatever, that that increased competition would actually change things in the public school arena. But I, I could be wrong, and you can school me. Yeah, so the thing is, it might feel like competition at first, but um, as the government, you know, with the shekels come the shackles, and as it that progresses, there'd be, right? There'd, so it's funny that we make that argument for education, but we don't make that same argument when it comes to universal basic income or universal health care or universal housing. We all know we don't want the government involved. Very true. You know, I think we... Right, we agree with Ronald Reagan that the nine scariest words in the English language are "I'm the government and I'm here to That's help." That's right. Yet somehow, with public school, we don't think that way. Well, and I so will also why. tell you that my my actual, you know, my 
I guess to me, the vouchers is somewhat of a compromise because I probably like you will get into this, but I have been one where I have even looked through constitutionally and why is it my obligation as a taxpayer? Because two thirds of my property taxes that I pay on multiple properties because I'm a commercial property owner as well. And I look at all the different taxes I pay throughout the year, knowing that two thirds of those are going to the school districts that I, you know, that these particular addresses are in. So Lee, I look at that and think to myself, what, what am I personally getting in return? Even as an employer, by the way, not much. That's always the argument. Well, we have to have an educated society so you can have a great workforce. Well, I'll tell you right now, Lee, the applicants that I get that are coming out of high school, they're not educated. So that argument for me as an employer doesn't work any longer. And the bottom line is it's an indoctrination camp, not a school anymore. And it's more to indoctrinate on the Marxism, communist side of the fence than it is anything else. Yeah, so I don't disagree with anything you've said. You know, since the 1920s, when our the American literacy rate was uh, 90% proficient, now we're as low as 14%. Public education and having compulsory education available for everybody made it so it was of little value to anybody. And that's, of course, what always happens when there's socialism. Yeah, and, so and really quick, along those lines, i got a quick story to tell you yeah. that I think you'll enjoy. So my yeah. wife's grandmother's 99. She's in Arizona. We visit periodically. We were there over Christmas. And while we were there, and this is a very sharp 99-year-old, she is not what you would picture as a 99-year-old mm-hmm. individual. Still drives even. So if that tells you anything, she's very cognizant. Anyway, she had a math book from the late 1800s that her husband, my wife's grandfather, had used up until, I think this was up, I think this was used until eighth grade when most everybody was graduated by that time in the you know late 1800s, early 1800s, or early 1900s, rather. And I can tell you through reading through this math book, I'm thinking to myself, there are college-educated individuals coming out with math degrees that probably couldn't do the problems I was reading in this book. And I'm not exaggerating. And that was eighth right, grade back a, then. Yeah, and it, it just, it's changed enormously what the expectation is because what we've done basically everywhere is we now have the nanny state, which means let's just placate them and make it so that everyone behaves, which is, that is even becoming unsuccessful now. Because if you have standards and people rise up, maybe they'll rebel against this socialist system that we have. Yeah. Okay, so a lot of, because I, I I, again, I as I was reading, I really wanted to have you on, and we had to work back and forth on even making this happen because I wanted to speak with you directly. Because again, I I, I have, I'll be the first to admit I've been the first one to promote and even you know applaud Arizona for having a voucher system because to me that was a nice quote unquote compromise whereby we can get people you know, at least get kids into schools that parents want them to be into. Now I will also tell you, Lee, and I should really look at my own uh, life and look at myself in this manner. If you want to sacrifice and make things work, you can send your kids wherever you want to, regardless of what you're paying in taxes already. I think it's a matter of do you want to make that sacrifice in your own world, maybe give something else up that you would normally have so that your kids can get a great education. It's not in an indoctrination camp called the public school. That's my own opinion. I think you can do that whether there's vouchers or not anyways. I just looked at vouchers as maybe being that, you know, quote-unquote compromise. But as I read through everything about you, I'll be the first to tell you, I got to thinking, I, I think I've been wrong on this. And I don't, I don't normally say that because I try to not be wrong when I'm on air because it's my job to be right. Honestly, Lee, it's what I do on a daily basis. But you're, you, just with the information I read about you and what you said and the material that got sent to me, I was already schooled. So you're changing my mind. Yeah, so the thing that, like, I can 
be negative, you know, all anybody wants me to, to be, but that's not what I like to do. What I like to do is provide solutions, which is why we started Classical Conversations. But, for instance, my church is really committed to private education. So we sponsor a one-day-a-week school, a three-day-a-week school, a five-day-a-week school, and we have a scholarship fund to support other schools that are in the area. Our whole church is committed to anybody that wants to have a Christian education should be able to get one. And if, just imagine if every church, and there's um, almost over 300,000 of them across the United States, if they just helped two or three families, let alone right. put together a whole school. We could right. change it overnight. And then, as you know, and there is so much money available through nonprofits and um, uh, you know billionaires and funds and various scholarships. If people just Google scholarships for K-12 education and put in your state's name, you're going to find so much private money. The problem is we don't really mean that mean it when we say we want to help the poor. Because if we did, we'd be helping them find that money True. rather than Good having point. them take more years in public school. Good point. And no, then stop spot destroying on. the common state. Yep. Yep. You're right. I, again, I, I have been I've been corrected on this one, and I think ultimately what you're saying is while vouchers sound great, and they do, it sounds like a great compromise, and I think that's why the GOP pushes it a lot because, you know, it sounds like a great compromise. Let's get kids into the school their folks want. But really what we should be after, the ultimate goal here should be, and this is a tough battle because there's many, many factors working against us. Actually, Lee, what we should be working for is the abolishment of the public school system in general, change our tax system when it comes to how we fund that, and people can educate their own kids the way they want to. That's right. And with technology available today and GoFundMe and crowdsourcing, anybody with the Internet can help other people get money. Well, think about this. If we had no public education anyways and we weren't spending a bunch of money on brick-and-mortar schools, admin, teachers' unions in in Colorado, it's PARA. That's our retirement fund, which is grossly underfunded, by the way, but it's a guaranteed payback for those individuals that are in the system. I can go down the list of all the other wasted money that comes out of us as taxpayers on our property taxes. If I didn't have that property tax to pay, and so many of us that do, even after our kids are grown and gone, my youngest is 30, so I haven't been, I haven't had anybody in high school in quite some time, Lee. If we all didn't have that, how much more money would be available to do the things that you're talking about? That's right. My neighbors would have been happy to help fund my kids' education. They knew them, and they could have held me accountable. Precisely. Precisely. So, I, again, I, I've been schooled. You, you, I, and, and what's interesting is I didn't even need to interview. Just reading what you had out in the material that was sent to me, I, I sat and looked at that mm-hmm. and I thought, hmm, I, I think I'm people to be responsible, which we as conservatives and Christians believe anyways is personal responsibility. How do we get people responsible for the education of their own kids? That's right. And, and part of the way you help them to be responsible is to let them be responsible. Correct. Correct. Yep. Okay, so, so how, how do we well, you know, how do we do this? Okay. I mean, what what's you guys' plan? How do we get this message out? Because as you know, this is a tough uphill battle, as you know. Sure, it is. And so, I mean, I personally am funding a lot of um, uh, scholarship money and uh, opportunities for children who want to be homeschool. You know, we work with Homeschool Legal Defense Association, and generously donate to their scholarships where they um, send money out. Like I said, we're generous at our church. I help individual families I know. So I'm just asking everybody who's listening to start thinking about what could you personally do for just one child and and make a difference in their lives. Um, we don't need the government to do this. And the thing is, we just need to be left alone 
otherwise you're going to end up destroying the competition like us. So we have like a million, we have 120,000 children registered this year in classical conversations, which would make us the 20th largest school district in the United States wow. if we were consolidated. Wow. The, the power is there. The numbers are there. The help, if you don't feel like there's help, there is. Just start looking for it. It's just you might have to do a little bit of research, you know, online and talk to some people who are more freedom-minded. Well, and I know from, so from, you know, just having individuals that I know personally and so on, that here in Colorado at least there are, you know, homeschooling groups where if one person is struggling with a particular area, there's other help available, much to what you just said a moment ago. Most of the homeschoolers in Colorado, if they want to play sports, they can be involved in that. There's plenty of leagues, even club leagues and so on. So the bottom line is, which, you know, that's always an argument as well. Well, I want my kid to be, you know, to be in sports because I guess they think they're going to be the next, uh, you know, Peyton Manning or something along those lines. Lee, bottom line is most likely they're not. But if they want to play sports, which I'm all for, by the way, I have nothing against that. There's ways around that not having to send them to a public or even a, a large-scale Christian high school to do that? That's right. I, we raised four sons, and all of them played athletics all through high school, not once on a public school team, and two of them played Division One sports in college. So there you go. If there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many ways to raise your children. So let's start saying, so we have to stop saying it's only public, private, and homeschool. For every single family in the United States, there's a way to school. So that means that there's like 120 million ways, or not, that'd be too many. There'd be 100 million ways to homeschool okay. or to educate or to go to school. What is, for those listening, because I think this is a misconception as well, what's the average cost per student to do homeschooling? So that's really interesting. The majority of families um, say they spend less than $2,000 a child wow. to educate. Wow, that's not much. Yeah, not much at all. And so, you know, in some of these states have had voucher programs. So, like, California is one of them where you get reimbursements, and they have a very generous amount of money that they give to everybody. And so the homeschoolers who wanted the money, um, and, and very few public school kids ever leave because parents don't know these options, and they want them in public school. They right. like the daycare. Right. But the ones, so the ones who did take, who do take the money, they actually lobbied the state to let Disney World tickets be part of it, airline tickets, because they get so much money that can get reimbursed that um, they can't spend it all on education. Mm. And so you got people on fixed incomes, seniors and their property taxes, paying for sailboating lessons. Yeah, great point. Great point. No. Okay. Also, real quick, talk to us about on the homeschooling side of things, because I've seen this, and I do think there is a... A, there's something to be said for this, and that is the life experience that homeschool kids can then learn, not only from their parents, but the other folks that they can be around. For example, you want to teach your kids about Washington, D.C. and the history there or how the system works, how a bill gets through and so on. You know, and when you're homeschooling, okay, plan a family vacation, pack them up, take them, let them have firsthand knowledge, which, by the way, is much better than trying to teach them out of any book. That's the advantage you can do homeschooling you can't do with any other kind of schooling, right? Yeah, I mean, first, we're not developing a school. We're really just developing lifelong learners who look at the whole globe and every person they meet as a potential teacher. Good point. Good point. Again, Lee, you have schooled me. I would love to have you back. I I will, from this point forward, uh, change my position on this. I I didn't think ever that I would because I really thought that our, our compromise answer was to push for 
the voucher system, but essentially what I think we need to do, and you're saying is we just need to abolish it altogether, let people decide exactly how they want to educate their kids. If they want to write a check or do it themselves, so be it. But I, as a neighbor, if I want to help out, great. If not, I shouldn't have to pay that. That's right. And, you know, one of the happy things that happened through COVID is we saw that parents really could be with their children longer than they think they can be. Good point. Great point. Lee, again, thank you. How do folks find you? So classicalconversations.com is the business I own, and it would be great if somehow you could get out the word on that packet we gave you called With the Shackles Come the Shackles. Okay. I will do that. We will put this up on our website tonight as well so we'll also have that and lee again i appreciate it you are welcome back if anything changes or you have an announcement things you want to talk about get togethers you name it let me know we'll have you back on all right well next time in denver we'll get together do that i would appreciate we'll have you in live i would appreciate that very much great lee thank you very much i appreciate it and folks even i can be schooled i did not look at it the way she did until reading through all of the material they sent me, and I have since changed my mind. Affordable interest mortgage is next. And, folks, I'm here to tell you, uh, you can buy a home if you're a first-time home buyer. We'll talk to Kurt Rogers at 5 o'clock about that. In the meantime, though, if you need anything from Kurt, write this number down, 720-895-0500. Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298191, and rates subject to change. Absolute electrical heating and air. Anything you need when it comes to your HVAC or electrical, uh, they're the place to call, especially if you've had some issues during this colder weather, which we have more coming this weekend. 720-437-8210. When an unexpected emergency forces you to spend a lot of money, that can be a huge strain on your family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will take care of you and your family no matter what. Offering peace of mind financing with a variety of options to meet your unique needs. Emergencies happen at the worst times. And because of that, when everything goes downhill, you're not always financially ready to make a large purchase. You should never have to question putting your family first. And that's why Absolute offers a variety of stress-free financing options. You can rest assured that fixing the problem today won't be a strain in the future. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air helps you meet your needs by keeping their home services affordable for you and your family. Easily schedule any service today at 720-526. 0231 or by visiting klzradio.com today and be sure to mention KLZ Radio and get a limited time $59 furnace tune-up offer for quality and service beyond compare call 
absolute electrical heating and air. All right, High Five Plumbing is next. Much like Absolute, if you need something when it comes to plumbing, write this number down, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. You should be flushing your water heater at least once a year. Scheduling routine maintenance with High Five Plumbing now allows you to be frugal down the line. Keep your operational costs down over time by ensuring your water heater is functioning properly. When you don't regularly flush your tank, mineral buildup can mean that your water heater loses energy efficiency increasing your gas and electric bill. A water heater flush with High Five is an easy-to-schedule service that is cost-effective in the future. With consistent maintenance, you can even extend the life of your equipment and stave off future plumbing emergencies. High Five Plumbing can save you money down the road with simple maintenance that you can schedule right now. Get on the books today by calling 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Or by filling out a contact form at klzradio.com slash plumbing. Make sure to mention KLZ for a free in-home water quality test and a wave service fee for KLZ listeners only. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush. Dan in Blackhawk, what's up, sir? Hey, not much, John. You know I homeschooled my kids, right? We I did know that, kids. yes. Yeah, so we actually did four C's, which is the classical education okay. of the individual you got on. So um, what, what I have to say is uh, for homeschooling, the thing that pe- parents need to realize and people need to realize is in the workforce, are we segregated by age? In the workforce, are we segregated by age? No. The kids interact with, so we had a support group up in Evergreen, and I'm not sure if they're still in existence, but it's called 4C, so if there's any parents up in the Evergreen area that are interested in trying to homeschool, they could reach out to them. It was at um, the community church, I can't remember, it used to be a Baptist church at the confluence of um, 74 and Turkey Creek, and so our kids went through that, and then they ended up going to community college while they were still in high school and got college credit and it applied towards their high school education so there's ways to do it um, yeah and, and her whole point dan was and, and again i had to correct my thinking on this her whole point is we should not be obligated as taxpayers to fund public education period while vouchers sound great they're really not helping at the end of the day they're still in a lot of ways just continuing on that same path of what we have right now we need to end what we're doing now completely turn education upside down and really let people be in control of what they teach their kids on their own if they want to send them to christian school fine if they want to send them to whatever school fine but at the end of the day why is why should we as taxpayers be responsible to flip that bill yeah, because I don't have any kids in school anymore, but yet I'm still paying for something that I probably don't agree with, with, with what they're teaching. Exactly. So. Exactly. No, you, you're a spot on. And, and and I know I've got a lot of listeners out there that feel the same way that you know you and I do on this. I know there's other folks out there that probably disagree with that and still feel like public education is something that is a quote-unquote responsibility of government. 
I've never really looked at it that way, Dan, because I don't think it's a responsibility of government. And I guess being self-employed and having a business all these years, you know, all the way back to 1986, I have never yet been impressed with a high school diploma from a public-educated kid coming to work for me because most of them didn't know Sikkim, and I mean that sincerely, Dan. So we are not educating them in the first place. Yeah, so back in the 1800s and pioneer days, you know, they, they did school, but the, they only went till probably seventh grade. But they probably had more education and were smarter than sending kids to 12 years of public school right now right and the, the thing is, is they don't they don't teach them they don't teach they just they read it out of a book and they have to do this this and this i mean that's all it was is regurgitation when i was in high school and you know most of the people don't remember squat from high school but yet my kids can tell you why our government is the way it is it actually came from rome and that was part of what they learned but they learned it when they were ready to learn it not when they were told to learn it. Got it. So they probably have a better idea of our constitutional republic and how it came to be and what it was based off of than any public school kid that went through public school. Now, there's, there's going to be exceptions, just like there's exceptions sure. with homeschool. Sure, of course. You know, but, but the thing is, is, and I don't know why liberals do this, and I'm going to attack the liberals. They'll point out uh, if somebody is doing something wrong, like they'll, they'll grab a homeschool... Uh, kids that weren't properly homeschooled, and they'll portray it to the rest of the population, which isn't true. And then they'll take somebody from a from a public school that excelled in school and did really well, and they'll say, "Look how great our public school is." And and it's not it's not that case. There's going to be exceptions to the rule on everything, but for the majority of people, they should be able to have that choice to either if they want to send it to public school, which I don't know why you would do that or a private school, or a charter school, or homeschool, we should all have that availability to make that choice yeah. and not be forced to, to yeah. pay for public education. Well, and so, I can tell you why a lot of them still go through public education. It's because they're cheap. I'm sorry, I'm just going to say it as this. They're cheap. They feel like they're paying their property taxes already. Why should they pay anything additional? They don't value the education of their kid, in my opinion, so they won't go that direction. And that's my answer, Dan. I could be wrong, but that's how I see it. Well, we homeschooled on one income, okay, my income, when my wife stayed home and homeschooled the kids. And we did it uh, from preschool all the way to high school. And we're not, my wife and I are not broke. And neither are my kids. Yep. So, so it's, that's, that's a misnomer. That's a misconception. No, it isn't. And Dan, I'm, I'm the same as you. I mean, I, and Anything, I sent, go ahead. I, I was going to say, so we, there, in Colorado, you have to teach so many hours of school to your kids when you homeschool. And we, everything that we did could be education to them. So we always, we did the minimum amount, but our kids got way more education than, than what the minimum requirements were. Yeah. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so, I like you. I, you know, I, 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 you know, put kids through. Uh, Christian school, even at a time, Dan, where I'll be the first to tell you, I, you know, I didn't have a pot to, you know what, in. 
and still figured out a way to send them and somehow made it work and made the sacrifice. And yeah, you know, I went a long, I went a long time without having a lot of the extra fringe benefits that a lot of our other friends probably had. Now, when it was all said and done, am I poor? Am I destitute? Am I not able to survive? Dan, I said it for years. I'll keep saying it. I will tell you this. I invested in my kids' education, and I'm not saying this is a guarantee because, like you said, there's always an anomaly. But I tell you what, Dan, I never bailed anybody out of jail. I never got anybody out of rehab. I never had a lot of problems that I know a lot of the friends that I had with kids did. And I'm not saying that there's a guarantee that your kids are going to turn out fine. But I can tell you this. I invested on the front side, so I didn't have to spend it on the back side. Well, and maybe part of it and part of it with homeschooling is you're spending time with your kids. And who, who has a better vested interest in your kids than the parents? Right. And if you homeschool, you're spending that time. Yep. Uh, as for the investment, uh, I used to go to the Christian Homeschooler educa- Educators of Colorado. They would have a conference every June around Father's Day. And one of the, co- one of the, one of the speakers or one of the seminars I went to, and what the speaker said is, if you have your wife working so that you can buy toys, what are you doing? Great point. That's not right. Great point. So, yep. Good one, Dan. I'll leave it at that. Okay. That's a good one. Thank you, Dan. Appreciate that very much, and thanks for the phone call. We'll have Scott Garlis on with us here in just a moment, get an update of what's going on in the markets uh, that, you know, today and this week. Golden Eagle Financial, speaking of the markets, if there's anything you need, financially speaking, you want to know where you're going, how to get there, have a plan in place, that's where Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, comes into play. He's got a seminar coming up next week on the 24th from 1.30 to 3.30 at Columbine Library. Register by calling 303-744-1128. You've spent your entire life working hard to provide for your family. Make sure your family will be provided for with appropriate life insurance and proper asset management through Golden Eagle Financial. Ensure that everything you've worked for doesn't end up being a crutch for your family. They should be well informed of what to do when you pass, so your lifelong hard work doesn't go to waste on expenses, bills, and funeral costs. When you plan proactively, you're also ensuring that your money is expertly positioned so it has a higher likelihood to work favorably for your family. Working with Golden Eagle Financial today will give you the peace of mind that they will be provided for later. Get a fresh look at your financials for your family today by calling Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. All right, Extreme Auto Repair folks, for your vehicle's needs, they're there to take care of it. Whatever you've got going on, they can also brighten up your headlights with headlamp restoration. You name it, they can do it, including Cooper Tires at cost. 303-841-1071, that's Extreme Auto Repair. You have a warranty on your vehicle's battery, but when you go to replace it, they still expect you to pay a prorated replacement fee. That's not a warranty. Extreme Auto carries batteries backed by a five-year guarantee and with no proration on their battery warranty. Should the battery that you purchased with them fail within that five-year window, Extreme replaces it, no questions asked. The staff at Extreme Auto has these batteries in their own cars because their prorated free five-year guarantee is the best deal around. In most cases, Extreme Auto can do same-day service, and for your convenience, Extreme Auto offers loaner vehicles and towing services free of charge for their customers, so they can quickly get you back on the road. Replace your car battery and get the assurance you need with a battery that you can trust will last. Give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a battery replacement on your vehicle today. That number, 303 303- 
or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, KNR Home Transitions. If you're even uh, considering or thinking about a foreclosure, hopefully that's not the case. But for those of you that might be looking at that, please call Catherine and Robin today. Find out what other options you may have when it comes to that. They are our team of experts when it comes to real estate. 720-437-8210. You're nervous about selling your home because you don't know what you're up against. Cat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions get you up to speed on your competition. As your realtors, they'll drive you around the neighborhood so you can fully understand the competing properties in your area. K&R also actively monitor your competition using the NMLS, and they can even give you daily updates on any changes. Sometimes you'll even tour listings that are similar to yours, so you can see the differences in how updated the home is, the size of the yard, the floor plan, and other perks that may give you the upper hand for your listing. Get to feeling confident about selling your home with Cat and Robin. They know how to take the emotions out of stressful situations. Get two experts for the price of one and take advantage of your free consultation with K&R Home Transitions now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Some of you have texted in as well and want to know how to find that episode of Dr. Kelly on Fox News. I just texted her to see if maybe she's got a quick link that she could share with us. If that's the case, we'll put it up on the website and uh, have it ready for you guys that way as well. And some of you that have asked individually, I'll do my best to get that back to you directly. I will tell you guys, I get a lot of text messages in throughout the day and throughout the show. So if I don't respond directly, um, please don't feel bad. I just have a lot going on. I try to get as many of those answered directly as I, as I possibly can. So if you don't get a response back from me, that doesn't mean that I you know, that, that I ignored you or anything along those lines, I will just do my very best to do so. And I'm not exaggerating uh, when I say that, but I, I will get on most any given day, I don't know, 25 or so text messages a day pretty easily. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, emails and other things that come in. So I'll do my best. And you guys know as text messages, they, they kind of um, overlap if you would i mean in other words they get buried as a new one comes in the other one just kind of keeps ticking down the line it's one thing about text messaging i don't really care for but again i'll do my best to get those answers back to you directly and you can always text me i do my very best to answer each and every one as quickly as i can scott garlis joining us now though from stansbury scott welcome how are you hey john i'm well how are you today good we're an hour earlier so uh, we're going to get you to bed a little earlier tonight <laughs> I always look forward to getting sleep early. <laughs> you know, I always tell everybody because I'm very thankful of uh, you know when you do join us. But I have to remind everybody that you know you're two hours uh, ahead of us, so uh, you're, you're taking time out of your evening, which we very much appreciate. Believe me. So talk to us about what's going on. Uh, you know, Wall Street, the bonds. All, we got lots of things to get into. So let's start with bonds. Yeah. Um, what? They, <laughs> excuse me. They both one and the same too, right? Um, one of the big things this week is we had some data come out yesterday, in particular retail sales, that were disappointing. They showed uh, a contraction of about 1.1% last month. So a lot of people on Wall Street looked at that as 
the economy is imploding. Um, and then later in the day, what we had happen was uh, the Federal Reserve released something called the Beige Book. And what that is, it's a synopsis from the 12 different Fed districts on what they're seeing economic growth-wise. And so what, what these guys said was, you know, things hadn't changed a whole lot, but they don't see growth really picking up uh, in the near term. So that leads us back to interest rates. Um, and what we're seeing there, you know, you and I have been talking about how the Fed's going too far. Well, we're also seeing other metrics this week that inflation uh, is slowing down on both the producer and consumer price index front. Right. So that really says, look, you guys have raised interest rates a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Too much, if you ask me, and but this is my opinion. Yes, you're, you're starting to kill economic growth. Which I get they wanted to do, but they have. So, and again, I know we keep rehashing some of this week after week, but Scott, knowing all this, and we'll get into more of this, but given what you just said and given where we're at, and there's, I've got some other things I want to talk about when it comes to some of the contraction you just mentioned, but given everything we're talking about, why is the dumb Fed, and yes, I'm calling them dumb on purpose, why is the dumb Fed still talking about two more quarter point increases? Because... They've laid out this target. <laughs> Sorry for the call. Uh, they've laid out this target. They need to get to five percent on interest rates. They're so move the target. Who cares? Agreed. And so they're really running the risk. I mean, they're they're at the point they probably don't need to go any further right now. They should really just put the brakes on and say, you know what, things have slowed down. Inflation's really starting to come back. You know, maybe things were a bit transitory, and maybe we waited too long on the front end, and now we're going too far on the back end. But we don't have to start cutting rates right this moment, but let's just stop. And for some reason, they don't want to do that. And what's probably going to happen is they're going to raise rates in a couple of weeks on February 1st, and they're going to do it again. I believe it's March 22nd when they need the second time. Um, and that could very, very well be the end of the rate hike cycle that we, we've been going through. Okay. Do you think now, there's any chance they just back off and say, no, we're not doing anything else, we're good, let's just watch things happen from this point forward? Which, no. by the way, I think if they did, the Wall Street yeah. would love that, but will they even look at that? Wall Street would love it. I don't think they are. I mean, what I've seen and heard from all the members right now is they're talking about whether or not they're going to raise by 50 basis points or 25 basis points in February. So... We're talking about interest rates either being at four, the federal funds target anyway, being at four and three quarters or five percent by February first. Okay. So, what I look at that in terms of, you know, what, what do I want to do to protect myself in a situation like this? Hmm. I look at the bond market, and I look at the iShares twenty plus year bond fund. The ticker symbol is TLT. That lost like thirty three percent last year. Wow. Because pe- people didn't know where the Fed was going to go. And so interest rates and bond prices have an inverse relationship. When interest rates go up, bond prices tend to go down. So until that yield is figured out or where rates are going to end up, bond prices have been hammered because why do you want to own a bond that's yielding 2% when you might go to wait and own a, own a bond that's going to yield 5%? True. Which is, it's going to re- return more money. So if the Fed is one to two meetings away from stopping rate hikes, 
as a bond investor, that means there's opportunity to start making really good return on bonds because it it probably isn't going to get a whole lot better. I see. So in other words, what they're looking at is whatever that rate today is, I don't know, let's say just round numbers, that bond is 5%, let's say, and I have no idea, but let's just say it's 5%. They're looking at it saying, okay, we know what the feds are going to do. They're about to their peak. They're pretty much done. Chances of it being 5%. You know, it, you know, for the, for the extended future, may not be there. They might actually slipping back. They might actually slip back down. So let's buy now. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. And, and what happens with that is, you know, as a lot of people start, to, <laughs> excuse me, as a lot of people start to go after those bonds, but so they're, they're yielding at five percent right now, and all of a sudden demand starts to overtake supply. Well, what does that do? Whoever is selling you those bonds, they're going to want you to have to pay up more. And the more you start to pay up, the more the yield comes down. I see. So let's say a bond costs a hundred bucks and it's yielding five percent. Well, if you're paying one hundred five, it still might be paying you the same amount of money in a coupon payment, but the return on that coupon payment is less because now you're because you had to pay a higher upfront cost. Exactly. Okay. And so. So we and and, by, and, all, and and if I'm not mistaken, that's what we'd like to start seeing, right? That is totally what we want to start seeing because longer term, as that happens, and the benchmark, you know, ten year U.S. Treasury yield starts to come back down because a lot of people are pouring money into that. Guess what that does? That starts to lower the cost of loans mm. because a lot of things like house, how mortgages are priced on a ten year, right? Car loans might be priced off ten year just regular consumer loans, business loans. So longer term, that leads to better things economically. It just takes time to flow through the cycle. Okay. Makes total sense. And you've got something in my notes, too, about uh, Boston Fed President Susan Collins saying that she feels like we're getting close to what you and I are talking about. She said this today, yes. She said we need to slow down because we're pretty much there on peak rates. And then after that, Lyle Brainerd, is the vice chairman of the Federal Reserve. She came out and said pretty much the exact same thing. Okay. So two of them, actually probably more than that, but those two key players said that. Yeah, yeah. You Patrick Harker, who's the Philly Fed president, he recently made that comment. Uh, James Bullard, who's the St. Louis Fed president, who's kind of the one that a lot of people have really been paying attention to in terms of policy. He, he wants to go a bit higher than five, but he basically said, this week and last week, we're, we're pretty much there. Okay. The question is, what does Jerome Powell think? Because um, it really falls Jerome, on him, right? It does. I mean, at the end of the day, all these other guys can say whatever they want, but it's Jerome Powell that it comes down to. But I think Powell is, is pretty much in the same camp. He's right there. Um, you know, he's got COVID apparently right now, so I saw that. it's not affecting so, so really quick along those lines, and this is something you and I have not talked about sure. much. What's okay. what is? How do I say this? Do you see Jerome Powell staying there long term, or do you see the current administration, because of some of the changes that have even happened in the House House of Representatives, changing things with Jerome Powell? What do, What are your thoughts there? Well, when you say change, I mean he he's there to serve out the term that he currently has, right? He just got put in for another term, he will finish that term out unless somehow... And those are, what, four years? Am I right on that? Yeah, I believe so, four okay. years, right. Okay, so, so, so not much unless, chance of anything changes until his term is up, is that what you're saying? 
I, I seriously, <laughs> I'd be very surprised if something changed. Okay. I, I mean, anything could happen, right? But I, I doubt Jerome Powell's going anywhere. Okay. The yeah. only, the only. Sorry. No, go ahead. And, I, and I'm guessing because, you know, again, even even a bad administration likes consistency in that world because if it's inconsistent, they get blamed for it. Yeah, I actually think if Powell has not been renominated uh, when we did in, in Biden <laughs> last year, um, we would have been, we'd be looking at a much worse inflation situation right now because some of the people they were talking about putting there in its place were way more dovish than Powell, and they they wouldn't have wanted to raise interest rates at all. They had to just let things ride along. Yeah, so as painful as this has been, it could have been even more disastrous if it wasn't for him. Okay. All right, that makes total sense. All right, how do folks find you, Scott? What's the best way for them to do that? I know you've got a lot of help for folks that are out there, no matter where they're at. How do they do that? Sure, .com. Um Come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. Scott, I appreciate it very much. Get the feeling better, by the way, and uh, we will chat next week. Always enjoy the talk. Appreciate it, man, very much. Scott Garlis again from Stansbury. Solar Energy Partners is next. If you feel like your home might be a great candidate for solar and you could save money on your energy bills, lock those in if you would. Talk to Alan Davis today. Get a free analysis and find out how that would work for you. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. American National Insurance is next. My good friend Paul Lewinberger would love to help you with your insurance needs, whatever those might be. He's got a great rebate program as well. Ask about that. 303-662-0789. Think beyond the short-lived New Year's resolutions. Make long-term goals that stick with Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance. After reviewing your insurance, you realize that you want to save money, but you still need all your items properly covered. You don't want to make the mistake of devaluing the time and money you put into earning the assets that you're covering. Reward your long-term thinking and responsibility by working with Paul Lewinberger. His rebate program allows you to get back 25% of what you paid in premiums three years ago, helping you stay accountable to the goals you're making now. Paul rewards longevity, so when you make sure your assets are properly covered and you don't use your insurance as a bank, you get to reap the rewards of your responsibility. Stop expecting instant gratification and create a plan that you can commit to. Call Paul with American National Insurance right now. 303-662-0789. Again, 303-662-0789.
All right, up next, Michael Bailey Law, mobile estate planning. He is our mobile estate planner, as I just said. He will come to you and figure out what you need when it comes to your estate plan. Call Michael today, 720-394-6887. Protect your kids from the guesswork. Without a clear legal document describing your wishes, your kids may be left trying to interpret what mom would want them to do. Instead, tell them clearly what mom does want by writing it down with Michael Bailey Law. KLZ's mobile estate planner understands how life can get in the way, so he's made the process as painless as possible. Book a virtual appointment online. Find a link to Michael Bailey's website at klzradio.com estate. This is Josh with Business Equipment Service. Here's a message from one of our satisfied customers. Susan at Premier Manufacturing says, In the two-plus years I've been with Premier Manufacturing, my interaction with BES has been nothing but positive. When we have a service issue, they do their best to have someone sent out that same day, and the service people have always been friendly, efficient, and professional. If you are looking into purchasing office equipment or have a problem with equipment you currently have, give us a call at 303-825-5664. Listen online, klzradio.com. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, we are back, and question of the day. I did not get to today, so let me do that really quick, and then we'll uh, take our last break. Kurt Rogers will join us here at 5 o'clock. All right, yesterday's impossible question. When your body is inflamed, this will increase. It's needed to replace damaged cells. What is this? I had no idea, by the way. Cholesterol. So inflammation also adds cholesterol. This was, of course, our Health and Wellness Wednesday question yesterday, so makes total sense. Today's impossible question. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. A new survey revealed that more than half of adults are dealing with F-O-S-Y. F-O-S-Y. What is F-O-S-Y? Charlie probably knows this because you keep up on all those terms. So do you know what F-O-S-Y is, Charlie? Charlie does not. Okay. F-O-S-Y. What does that mean? Answer that. And don't cheat. Don't look it up. Go to RushToReason.com. Answer that there. I probably would have got this one if I'd have thought through it a little bit. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure where this is coming from. I I don't want to give any hints out or you'll end up getting it. So I don't want to give any hints out. But uh, more than half of adults are dealing with F-O-S-Y. F-O-S-Y. So anyways, that's the question of the day. Again, Kurt Rogers is going to join us here at 5 o'clock. If you've got a mortgage question, uh, please, and, and there's been uh, a couple of you know out there, one of you even texted me, and, and I need to call you, and I will here at some point. I apologize with the snow. I got kind of behind with things going on, which, of course, you would understand. Uh, but I will do that. If you want to call in, though, and ask specific questions during this next hour when we have Kurt Rogers with us, by all means, do so. And our, our line here, 303 Four seven seven five six zero zero. You can also text me a question for Kurt, and I'll get that to him as well when we're on together here in a moment. 307-200-8222. 307-200-8222. Also got a couple of text messages on how do I find Dr. Kelly on Fox News. So she sent me a 
tweet that went out about that particular interview. And we will put that into our show notes today so that you will see that later tonight. So if you want to see Dr. Kelly on Fox News, she was actually on Laura Ingram. Well, not Fox News, but Fox News, Laura Ingram. She was on there last night. So if you'd like to see some of that and watch her in person, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. We'll put that link up a little bit later tonight in our show notes section of today's episode of today's podcast of the of that first hour of today as well so with that we're gonna take one last time out we'll have kurt rogers on as soon as we come back at the top of the hour roof savers of colorado if you notice a leak because you've had some standing water snow things like that or anything else going on with your roof give dave a call today he'll come out give you an inspection find out exactly what you need his intent is to save your roof extend the life of but he can do a replacement roof if needed as well and any other fixing you need also commercial or residential that's the other key either one he can do 303 710-6916. Again, 303-710-6916. The last thing you need on your mind while trying to find the perfect gifts, fight traffic at the mall, and see all your loved ones is whether your roof is going to hold up against Colorado wind and snow. Hi, this is Madison Hart. And I'm Elizabeth Hart. Not ready to replace your roof this winter? Call our dad, Dave Hart, owner of Roof Savers Colorado, and he may be able to save you thousands by adding five years of life to your existing roof with a rejuvenation treatment. Because it is a 100% plant-based product, there's no need to worry about your family. It's safe for kids like me. As a full-service roofing contractor, our dad can also replace a damaged roof. Not even hot cocoa tops that. Sleep in heavenly peace this season by gifting yourself a new or rejuvenated roof. Call our dad today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com and he will inspect your roof to see if it qualifies for the treatment. Call 303-710-6916 or go to RoofSaversCO.com to receive your $200 discount. This isn't Rage Radio. This is Real Relatable Radio. Back to Rush to Reason. All right, Charlie wanted me to give you all a hint on the last question of the day, which I don't normally do, but I will. So, F-O-S-Y, what does that mean? First two letters, fear of. F-O, fear of. Like somebody like me, I have FORO. It's my own term, I made it up. Fear of running out. I don't like running out of anything, so I have a fear of running out. So my wife laughs me all the time because I'm one of those guys where if we buy one thing and it's something we use on a regular basis, I'll buy two or three just because I don't like to run out of things. So this is a fear of. It's F-O-S-Y. Answer that on the RushToReason.com website. Have fun with that. And by the way, Producer Ann, thank you for the questions of the day. I have a lot of fun with them. I hope you guys all do as well. I enjoy it. She does a lot. She goes to a lot of work to get those put up every day. So, Producer Ann, if you're listening, thank you so much for doing so. All right. Kurt Rogers is going to join us here in just a few minutes when we come back from the news. Don't go anywhere. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.